Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric, Barry, and Mr. Moss with us today, special guest for a gun gripe today. Gun gripe today is going to be group uh, group griping. Yep. Well, we, well this is a group to gripe. include him in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little group gripe. <laughs> a little group gripe. Okay. Today's gripe <clears throat> is about gun know-it-alls. Right. And we see it all the time, and I'm sure Mr. Moss has a ton of stories, but across the board, uh, what qualifies as a gun know-it-all? Basically, you're talking like, okay, a married couple comes into the gun shop, all right, <clears> and <throat> the wife is asking questions, but the husband's doing all the talking, and three-quarters of what he's saying is wrong. Right. Of course, that scenario always presents itself. Or two, it's always like the guy comes in with his buddy, and, you know, the buddy is asking all the questions who's uninformed, don't know nothing about guns, <clears throat> but then who's answering all the questions? Right. His buddy that's right there right. with him he's, and everything he's, he's saying. He's directing him, you know. Right. Right. Well, if, if you go to places like Dick's Sporting Goods or other places like Academy, you're going to get people to wait on you about guns and sell you a gun, but they don't know a lot about them. Uh, the most dangerous thing is when somebody comes in here and they don't know what caliber they want or they, they're going on advice of some police officer they know or their uh, uncle or someone like that. We had a customer today, he wanted to buy a Glock 9mm and his buddy the whole time was saying, a 9mm won't hurt nobody, 9mm won't do you, you need a bigger gun, blah, 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 blah. And the, the boy had already made up his mind what he wanted. He already made up his mind. And if they're going to come in here and ask us for advice, he needs to ask us. Well, what about the, you know, when the man, uh, you know, a man and a lady comes in. Right. I mean, bless their hearts. Here, just here, they got ladies. Their, their men are bringing them in to purchase a gun, and they think they should have a big gun. Yeah. That happened yeah. to me today. Yeah. yeah. And they, can, you know, first of all, they can't operate it. You know? That's right. Right. Well, yeah, I we, mean, um, you can show them how, but it's it's hard. It's hard for me to operate one. Yeah, well, it is. You know? you know, we we had a couple but, come in earlier today, and. Uh, the fellow kept going, oh man, you need to get that uh, 44 Magnum Super Red Hawk, double action. <laughs> right. and what's, he like, go, what's he going to hunt, bears in the river down? Well, here's the thing though, I mean, you know, he, he's recommending that for the lady. Right. Now granted, I know my share of ladies that can handle a 44 Magnum, no problem. Mm -hmm. But is it a good first gun for someone? No. no. But he was adamant, like, you no. got to get this 44 Magnum. Yeah. Yeah. We may yeah. have related the story before, but a lady came in and one day, I swear this woman was 11 months pregnant. She must have been way out to here, and uh, a gun shop on the north side tried to sell her a 500 Magnum for a home defense gun. She would have went into labor the first time she fired the thing. I was going to say, you know, just the concussion from that gun probably killed the baby. You know? And then, then one lady said that a police officer told her for her first gun she needed a 25 or a 45. Well, you're going from almost one spectrum to the other. What do you need? She needs something in between. She needs something she can handle and still has stopping power. Now a lot of ladies come in. They 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 got stereotype that they want a little bitty gun. Yeah, they. But do. they need a bigger gun than that. Now any woman can handle a 380 or a 38 special with the right loads in it, and that'll do the job. But that's what you need to do. You have to find the gun that you can handle. It's got to feel good in there. Right. Fit their hands. Right. right. Fit their hands. And a lot of people, a lot of women especially, buy guns on looks alone. They want a pretty gun. Even though it may not be any good, they want a pretty gun. And, and it's always funny how the guy always has to convince them that the pretty gun's a the gun they need. I mean, you know, you'll see some guy, they'll come in and say, oh, you need, you know, it could be two identical models, and the only difference being the color. And somehow either, you know, the guy or the lady, it, it kind of flip-flops, you know, depending on what type of people they are, where they're from, what they're about. But more, than, more times than not, the lady will want the gun just because it's a different color when they're basically the same. Right. And yeah, uh, one of the ones that really gripes calm. me, right, and one of the things that really gripes me a lot, 
and this is a big gripe. You know, when people come in and they'll take up like half hour of your time, which, you know, I don't want to come off as sounding like, you know, we're here to provide customer service. We're here to make sure people are finding what they need and they're getting the information they need. And I would not ever want to make it sound like we don't enjoy our customers. Oh, we're not trying that. to snub you away. No, we're not trying to snub anyone away. But anybody that works in the gun business will relate to what I'm saying and they understand this. You know, the, the ones that get me are, you know, they'll spend like 45 minutes of your time mm. and you're explaining every little thing about a gun and you've made up their mind and basically that you've sold them on the gun. And then the ones that get me that go, I got to go talk to my cop buddy. Yeah, I got to go talk to somebody. I got to go talk to my <clears throat> cop buddy about that. And then, you know, the cop buddy is always the one that's going to tell them the exact opposite of everything that you've explained yeah. to them. Whatever you told him, that it, right. that's not right. You know, and then they're so confused that they decide, ah, oh, I want to mess with it right now, or I don't want to get a gun right now. And, and they, they basically talk themselves out of the purchase after they've yeah. wasted an hour of your time. Well, let me tell you, something happened to me a couple of weeks ago. We just had opened a door, you know, 9.30. First customer in was a young man and his boy, real pleasurable people. And uh, I, I picked them up and started with them, you know. And I spent two hours with him. Mm -hmm. I showed the gentleman gun after gun after gun and was happy about doing it. I mean, he had his little, he had his eight-year-old boy with him. Mm -hmm. And that little kid was awesome, man. He could talk about a gun. He yeah. could tell you things. He sure could, man. I've seen eight-year-olds that had a lot more gun uh, savvy than these 50 I was so impressed oh, yeah. with that oh, yeah. boy. I, I talked to him. I liked the little fella, you know. Mm -hmm. That's right. But uh, we we looked at guns. We looked at guns. I showed him whatever he wanted to see, you know. And it come down to it that uh, I like these two. I think I'm going to get them, you know. Da -da -da -da, you know? So... I let him think a little bit, let him look around, thinking a little more. And somebody came in the store, and he knew him, and said something to him, you know. They talked, you know. Now, I was with the man for two hours. Mm -hmm. Two hours gone. And took him two minutes to talk him out of <laughs> And the uh, person that came in, and saw another customer, and talked with him. They were, you know, hey, that's what they do, socialize when they come see us. Mm -hmm. You know, we're happy people. Everybody comes in because they like us. You know? And before I knew it, this other gentleman had talked him, in, talked him into two other total different guns right. <laughs> that I hadn't even showed him. Right, right. right. And he, he says, I want to buy these two. Mm -hmm. And, well, you know, hey. Man and woman came in a while ago. She uh, he wanted her to buy the little pink Taurus, 380. Yeah. And she talked him into, into. She said, "No, I want I want the 38 revolver. That's all black. I don't want the pretty gun." But he wanted her to buy that gun because it was raspberry colored on the body. You know that reminds me what Mr. Moss was talking about. Reminds me of a story that's actually related to Moss Pond. Okay, I remember I was probably like 19 years old, and it was probably like very short after I'd purchased my first gun overall and I came in and I'd bought a few guns from Mr. Moss yeah. and I came in one day and I remember I was about 19 years old 
and Mr. Moss had a whole rack of K31s that he bought. Yeah, I and this those. and this fellow was in here, and uh, I think inside of about five minutes, I had him sold on a K31 and two bricks of ammo just from telling him about the gun and mm -hmm. talking to mm -hmm. him, and I showed him how to break the bolt down, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I think it was neat that you know I, I, that was my first sale when I was 19, right. and I sold right. that K31 right. to that fellow. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We so some, sometimes, the point being is that like sometimes knowing what you're talking about, it can be beneficial to the situation. And other times, I mean, if you don't know, you know, the complete story about what you're dealing with, seek someone that does. Right. You know, and that's probably one of the most annoying things in the gun industry is people that that toot the horn so loud, and they really have no place to be tooting. Right. And and they're giving out bad information. They're making gun owners look bad. And it's well, just a bad overall thing to promote within the gun community. Well, I love the internet, and I think it's a wonderful thing. But there's a, there's a, a whole lot of misinformation on the internet. You can't yeah, believe everything. You can't but, believe everything. But Eric, Eric, and I, and Mr. Moss, and everybody that works on these videos, we try to be truthful with you and honest with you. If somebody asks me about a gun, I'm going to do the best I can to sell it to them, or whatever mm -hmm. we need to do. And we spent hours and hours with one customer, and there's no, there's nowhere in town that I know they'll do that. Yeah, uh, not in our area. Not in our area. Yeah, we don't all. sugarcoat anything either, though. No. I mean, we're not going to tell a customer that a gun is like the most awesome thing in the world. You know, see, there's some different aspects of retail. Some people in retail will tell you that the most, the most awesome product in the world is the one you got for sale. Now, yeah, I mean, depending on the business, yes, but. In our, in our type of work, line of work, we don't gain anything by selling somebody something that we don't we know is not a good product. And if we get a batch of something in that we don't like, we'll send them back. We'll call them back and say, look, these things suck. We don't want them. I'm not putting my customers in this gun if he's right. not happy with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have been known to call people up and, and respectfully and say, hey, you know, you have to take these back. We're not selling them. They suck. Yeah, and yeah they don't. It's touchy. It's very touchy because on our end, I mean, we have to have good relationship with our distributors and all the people we get our guns from. So it's kind of a touch and go situation. I mean, in terms of us selling stuff we know is good, I mean, there's a lot of personal risk that's involved in that. I mean, if, if we buy, let's just say, one to check out, we take it out, we do a video on it. You guys benefit from the video. A if the product's of, no a lot good. A different liabilities right. involved in that that we right. have to sustain. Yeah. You, know? you have minimum coverage and you have maximum coverage. It depends on how much coverage you want. Now, if you want minimum coverage, get yourself a high point. At least you got some insurance. Right. You know, uh, but if you want it maximum, works. you know, uh, in the gun industry, it's one of the few industries left. You still get what you pay for, basically. Now, it's cut and dry, and that's the bottom line. You know, now going back to know-it-alls, I mean, it's one of those things that generally across the board, I mean, you're going to see all types. Like I said, there's the husband and wife team. There's the cop buddy Right. You know, that's one of the typical arrangements. Of course, you know, it'll be two guys that come in, and you don't find out until about three-quarters of the way through the conversation that the guy standing next to him is a police officer. And because he's a police officer, automatically everything you say is, like, wrong. And then, you know, he's going to let you give your spill, mm -hmm. and then he's going to spend about a quarter of the conversation going, well, yeah, that's true, but then not. And it's just like, please, dude, you know, mm -hmm. we deal with that so much. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, but we that's still we still deal uh, deal with it and we enjoy it and we we enjoy spending time with customers especially when they want to learn and, right. they, and they're right. if they're yeah, truly that's... interested in protecting their family and themselves we'll give them all the time that they need that's right and you know I've had customers come back three or four times okay well I'm I've I, I, I picked out this Glock I want but I 
I think I'm going to think about it for a little while. And they mm -hmm. might come back in the shop two or three times, and then they'll finally close the sale. That's right. But they, yeah. you know, um, like I said, you have to pick up whether you want minimum or maximum coverage on your family or whatever. And when, you, when you're buying guns, it's best not to skimp on something like that. But uh, there again, uh, everybody just can't afford a five or six hundred dollar gun. That's right. So, well, I mean, a point in case right. that I run across with a person that I knew, you know, and uh, his, him and his wife, they was in the store looking at guns, you know, and uh, he happened to tell me, you know, well, I'd given my wife this Derringer. I won't mention what it was, but it was a Derringer. And she had carried it in her purse, never shot it, yeah. got it out one day to try to shoot it, and the hammer wouldn't come back. Right. And it was, uh, if it might have been a little more, a little higher class gun, it might have performed. Right, right. But, and that's another thing Mr. Moss brought up. People buy a gun and load it up and take it home and throw it in their dresser drawer and they automatically assume that it it's going works. to work and it may not. Yeah. Uh, we have problems with uh, brand new guns from time to time and there's all the time. Guns are recalled all the time. That's right. So we get, we get recalls on guns and uh, you should take a gun before you ever even think about defending yourself. You need to take it to the range and fire at least 50 to 100 rounds out of that gun. We well, you know, bear in yeah. mind also that in some, of the, yeah, right. in some of the larger uh, makes, well, I'm not going to mention any names, they know who they are if they're watching this video, but several of the major uh, manufacturers will incorporate <laughs> rolling changes into their gun designs. Now what that means is for a given serial number range, they might have had a score of problems that they know about, but they're not going to make an announcement. They're just going to change it quietly and fix it along the way and then deal with those problems as they come back. Right. So that's why it's important. No matter how uh, high-end the manufacturer is or whatever, always take a gun out, test fire it, make sure it's working properly, test it with the load you intend to use, you intend to carry. And, uh, again, that just goes back to just prudent and uh, proper ownership of guns. Right. So Yeah, that's part of the owner. You if know, you ever have questions with it, you know, right. or any problems at all, Feel free to call us. Numbers on the screen here. If you uh, have any questions, like I say, give me or uh, me or Barry a call. You can call Mr. Moss, Michelle, any of us. We'll be happy to help you. And uh, you know, we'd love to have your business. If there's anything along the lines you ever need, we'll be happy to help you. So um, I think that pretty much concludes it, though. I mean, right. it's a cut and dry subject. I know we kind of went on on a few other tangents, but generally, the know-it-all is, you know. We used to call well, them in the things. '80s. We called them gun shop commandos. Gun they shop got, they just, they know just <laughs> enough to get themselves hurt. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you have to deal with that too. So, yeah, but so there again, self-proclaimed right. gun shop right. expert. Right. right. But in retrospect, if you buy a gun, especially for defense, test the gun out. That's yes. Right. Don't don't assume it's going to work just because it's a Sig or a Glock. Don't even assume that the Glock is going to work. That's right. I would, but in my experience, but there again, any gun can have a problem. It's right. a mechanical device. You wouldn't buy a car that you hadn't test driven and drive to California all of a sudden. That's right. You need to you need to be sure everything is mechanically sound with the gun. Mm -hmm. We've had problems with brand new guns, brand new guns, right out of the box. So yeah, test them. We know uh, in retrospect, Mr. Moss was talking about the young uh, guy that you know knew a lot about guns. I want to touch on that quickly. Um, we do find that a lot of young people nowadays. They tend to just really, really love learning about guns. And oh, that's yeah. one of the things I love yeah. so much about doing things on YouTube 
is that by putting those instructional avenues out there for people to latch on to, I mean, we get calls from like 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, yes, young people, and they say they love what awesome. we do and they love the gun videos. And see, that's great. That is going to relate to a gun gripe that's coming up in the next few weeks. I'm not going to divulge that concept yet, but it's going to involve young people and guns. Right. So that gun gripe will be coming down the line. We also have a very nice We'll Shoot Your Stuff video coming up yeah. that you guys are yeah. going to like. Mm -hmm. I promise. All right. Mm -hmm.